Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we have a special treat for you. We've got uh, Christina Kellett and Jessica Talbot with us. They're um, both senior designers with us at Alice Lane Home. And we had a question. um, This was from somebody that was listening to the podcast, and they wanted to know, how do you keep traditional design fresh? So I brought in the designers. You guys know Suze is out with a baby. She just had a new baby. So I felt like it'd be a really fun conversation for you to hear what some of the senior designers in our firm had to say about some of the work that they're doing and how they're keeping it fresh and some of the risks that they take in trying to just update or freshen or even because traditional has been trending, how do, what's, our, what's our fresh approach to it? So um, anyway, welcome Jess and Christina. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, great to have you both. Christina's been with us for 11 years. 11 years this month. 11 years this month. Yeah, it's my anniversary. Happy birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Happy Alice Lane Day. That's so fun. And Jess has been with us for four years. Yeah, just a little over four now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So fun. Well, thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, your expertise. I feel like every, every designer that works at Alice Lane has a little different slant, which is, I think what keeps us fresh. And Mm -hmm. also when we collaborate together, um, I think we learn we're constantly learning from each other so that we don't get too stuck in our ways. So, um, I guess, Christina, what would you say that your, um, expertise would be? I would say if you've ever seen Rachel Parcell's house, (laughs) that is what I specialize in this beautiful, (laughs) elevated traditional that not only feels like it has traditional bones, but it has this beautiful, shiny, modern aesthetic to it. Mm -hmm. It feels approachable, but like this beautiful piece of jewelry from Mm -hmm. Cartier that you want to just wear. I love that. Good. And how about you, Jess? What do you feel like your expertise is? I feel like I love the math of it all. There's so much um, technicality that goes into design and, you know, to make something or create something that is so technical and then it turns out so beautiful. That's where the magic happens for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I was actually trained by Christina. I was mm-hmm. blessed with a wonderful designer that reared me um, in this beautiful aesthetic. And um, I think having that base layer of traditional design ingrained allowed us to know what the standard standards are and be able to play with them mm-hmm. um, in an updated way. So, yeah, love that. Isn't it so great that there's designers that love the math of it all? That's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah, because it is a lot of math, you mm-hmm. know, like we're not just decorators, like we're really technically in every detail and making sure every piece and part fit, whether it be tile drawings or cabinetry or yeah. the hardware. And I always joke with people when they ask me about what I do. It's like, ask me how often I pick a paint color. It'll be yeah. a lot less than you think it is. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's a lot more technical and um, detail oriented. So. Yeah. And then I feel like we break the, the mold and then we go again mm-hmm. on a new job. So we don't just repeat like, something successful, you know, like the principles are there, but the look, the vibe, the paint color, like all of it's different. So 
Yeah, it's it's every day is a new and different challenge, I feel like. And we make one million decisions per project. <laughs> yes, decision so fatigue. I have to say, like, but don't you think like there's some people that are really paralyzed about making mm-hmm. permanent decisions and we're good decision makers. Yes. Yeah. So with that, um, let's talk about where you guys get your inspiration from. I have a lot of Pinterest boards that I'm constantly searching for French inspiration Mm. for inspiration from these beautiful countryside homes in, in England or in Belgium. I travel quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And when I go on my travels, I love to take images of reference materials and I'm constantly looking for details that we can apply to like cabinetry or floors and, and it's stuff that we draw inspiration from. We try not to copy it, but we try and twist it in a mm-hmm. new way. Yeah, just be inspired by it. That's great. Good answer. How about you, Jess? What inspires you? Uh, pretty similar places um, that yeah. I draw from. I, I mean, I wish I could travel every time I need mm-hmm. some oh, creativity. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's not always feasible because we have a lot of jobs going. Um, yeah. But I think the main thing that I've loved is Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've kind of tailored very few actual people that I follow and it's all just design. And I scroll and I send images to my team. You, I know you, you've gotten mm-hmm. some from me at late at night and just constantly seeing and, um, and using other people's design to build off of. Um, yeah. And I think that's what makes us better because we're yeah. drawing from all these different types of designs. So. So good. That bookmark tool is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes if I feel like, oh, we need to do a photo shoot or we need to solve for this thing, I'll, I'll go there mm-hmm. and to my Pinterest board just to be like, what, okay, I need to get juicy. What do I love? What am yeah. I feeling? What am I vibing on? And then inevitably you're like, okay, I'm ready. Put me in. Yeah. Put <laughs> yeah. me in coach. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, that's great. Okay. Let's talk about what is traditional design too. I want to know each of you guys, what do you think? What is traditional design from furniture types to paint colors, to moldings, to draperies, rugs. I mean, it's in everything, right? Actually, Jess, I thought you made a really interesting comment when you talked about how long we've had traditional versus how long we've had modern, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you go into any furniture museum, modern design, it's, it started earlier, but it really caught on in the 1940s and 50s. And if you think about that, that's not even 100 years mm-hmm. that we've had modern furniture. Yeah. Um, but anything before that point, that's all considered traditional. And so when you say, what is traditional? Well, that's a lot of things. That's, mm-hmm. that's French. That's, that could even be considered shaker furniture. Mm, that could be, you know, so there's a lot that you can draw from, which also makes it a lot more fun because mm-hmm. you have this opportunity to blend and mix um, and create different heroes within traditional design. Yeah. Um, so Speaking of heroes, I think of Parrish Hadley. Mm -hmm. I think of Mark Hampton. Mm -hmm. I think of Bunny Williams, these people who have this style so dialed in. They have this perfect blend Mm -hmm. of antiques, of texture, of pattern. You know, when you look at some of these images, you're seeing like layers upon layers and it's Mm -hmm. extra and it's so ooey gooey. I have these books. I have a giant collection of books at home. And I'm constantly looking through these for inspiration. And I have one from Mark Hampton that's signed, cool. which is incredible. I found it on eBay years ago. Wow. And he just has 
all the layers. Mm-hmm. And Mark Hampton uh, did the White House and mm-hmm. what other famous projects? But when you think about like traditional American traditional yeah. design, you think of Mark Hampton and today his daughter, Alexa Hampton has taken over the reins and I've yeah. seen her make updates to traditional design. Like um, she paints her frames white, but then we'll still use like a really, really rich, deep burnt, you know, orangey velvet or purple. I think yes. you saw that at market. Yes, definitely. Still uses all the nail heads of the details, but then like she made it fresh by painting like a frame white or yeah, uses color to do it. But then the frames are still traditional frames. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the time, it, it, especially if you went, if you've ever been to Versailles, mm-hmm. everything's wood and carved and you know, ornate and beautiful, but how we've been freshening it up is, you know, we're not doing all wood. We're we're applying different saturations, different, even the different wood tones, they were sticking with a very, you know, mahogany or cherry, these really warm, deep woods. And we're, we're flipping the switch and we're bringing it lighter and fresher. And I think it makes it so the design is more casual as well. We're not these formal princes and princesses in, in these castles. Mm -hmm. We're just, human beings, but we want to live this high life. So, yeah. Yeah. Well said. We don't have butlers and <laughs> I'm maids. Nobody's wearing white gloves at our house. <laughs> um, let's talk about paint, paint colors and finishes. So like we talked about, you know, we are taking some of these wood tones and we are painting them and some of these remodels, mm-hmm. Jess and I did this house, Jess Talbot, mm-hmm. there's two Jesses yeah. here today, but Jess Talbot and I did this house in holiday where it was just clad in wood everywhere, mm-hmm. baseboards, wood doors, wood mm-hmm. kitchen, wood office. And we applied a white paint to it and it's a very traditional cabinet and it has a lot of layers. It's it's a very expensive looking cabinet, but once we added this white, it was more about the form rather than the texture. And then we could start layering in all these other beautiful pieces mm-hmm. and colors. The office you can see on our Instagram, I'm sure somewhere we did these blue walls and we layered in periwinkle and mm-hmm. all of these more feminine tones that made us, it made us less, less serious and more fresh and and hip, mm, which yeah. like the owner, that's yeah, she's so fresh and hip. And yeah. she had this beautiful collection of pottery um, and different sculptures that she wanted to use. And it, those pieces really weren't being showcased appropriately on a wood backdrop. It, they almost hid. And so brightening it up and, you know, putting that contrast allowed her to play with more color and um, just make it a happier, happier space. Yeah. yeah. That's Speaking cool. of color, as we're as we're picking colors, we're often taking cues from European colors. We'll open up the European paint decks like Barrow and Ball. Barrow and Ball. Yeah. Yeah. And we're opening it up and matching those colors. So we're not paying a million dollars for a Barrow mm-hmm. and Ball paint, but we get that historical vibe where it feels a little bit dusty. It feels a little bit worn, patinaed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where these beautiful tones are coming from. Yeah. I always love what you and Sue say about the best colors you can't describe. Yes. And I think that's exactly what pulling these tones do. Mm -hmm. That French blue is like that, uh, that color that we're always looking at. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not perfectly blue. It's not perfectly green. It has this sort of mix to it Mm -hmm. and is a very tricky color to pull as, as we've learned, we test it a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it looks different in different people's homes, mm-hmm. depending on like what it's surrounded with and what's the floor and how's the light coming through the window and yeah. what windows are what direction are the windows facing and yeah, it's a it's a chemistry as much as it is math and science and you're art. less saturated than you think too. Yeah. Dial it back and then mm-hmm. you dial it back just a little bit more and that's the perfect tone. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that's so good. Um, okay, let's talk about how we keep uh, traditional design fresh. What are some things that um, we're doing around our office? We just did a red lacquered library yeah. and that was inspired by Hadley, Albert mm-hmm. Hadley again. And he was known for this. And there's layers and layers and layers of paint. You have to tent off this room. It's so smelly. Mm. It has to be sanded and then painted and sanded and painted. And it takes what I feel like is months. Mm -hmm. And once it's finished, you get this beautiful, shiny, historical looking space. Mm -hmm. But in this office or library, we have this very traditional fireplace and we layered this angular, modern mirror. And it's so cool, the tension between those two. Mm -hmm. Because you're surrounded by this very traditional like frame and then you get these hits of modern and it suddenly feels so fresh and alive and different. Yeah. One of my favorite examples of this is the Louvre in Paris. Mm -hmm. You have the beautiful French architecture and then you have IMP's modern architecture right in the front of it. And if you were to put that pyramid in a modern environment, it wouldn't, yeah. I mean, it would still be beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful building, but it wouldn't be what it is yeah. and what it's known for. And I think that visual tension is what makes modern magical. Yeah. Um, and you need classical training mm-hmm. to know how to do modern because you really have to understand form and function and all these different things to know what you can strip away mm-hmm. and create. Yeah. I love those. Um, a lot of them are pinned. Those like old Parisian apartments mm-hmm. with all of the the gooey um, Baroque moldings and everything else that have been painted white. The walls white, the moldings, everything's the same color. And then there's like a modern fixture in the room or a modern dining table. And, you know, some of those, the tension between, like you're saying, the super clean and modern in these older spaces, I think are really beautiful and fun celebrated spaces. So if you do have incredible moldings, just paint them. Yeah. Do not tear them out and go for something simpler ever. Yeah. Ever. Invest in the bones of the room mm-hmm. and add more moldings than you'd think. Yeah. And really start to plan out how things connect. Don't just do one wall, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like carry it and layer onto the ceiling. Add extra to that little crown molding. Add a little step to the bottom. Do a custom base. Don't just do like a like a six inch base, do something that's like 10 or 12 mm-hmm. and start to layer in those, those elements that, that really give it that ooey gooey yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Even funny. if you are, you know, I have a lot of clients that I show them a modern fixture with these moldings and they get really nervous about the modern fixture. Yeah. And you can even do this tension within traditional design. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, you can have, these elaborate ornate moldings and then you pull more of like an empire shape or a simplified traditional shape. And even that helps create this tension that we're talking about. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Can you, can the tension be taken too far? Like it's like, uh, that actually shouldn't be paired with something traditional, something that modern. And if so, how do you like navigate through that? I think right now 
you have a lot of freedom. Okay. I think design right now, there's a lot yeah. that you could get away with. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think so tension. too. Yeah, depending, because like you might have somebody that really wants a modern house. And you're like, no, no, don't tear anything out. This is great. You got to live with it. And they're going to lean way more modern in that space. But the bones are going to keep it feeling, um, I don't know, well-funded, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, just, and kind of pure too, mm -hmm. to what it is. Because like probably the exterior of that home isn't super modern. So you want the house to have integrity. So the house on the outside is what it is on the inside, but then these new fresh homeowners came in and took their, you know, took all of their um, collected beautiful pieces and hung them in there. And there's, there's still a huge gamut between, you know, modern that's super affordable. Um, that's maybe at Ikea. And then there's modern that's done really, really well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably what we're talking about, you yeah. know, so we're working on a home in Dallas, Texas on lover's lane. And um, the house originally was very Tuscan and stone all on the exterior. And um, there was a lot of traditional elements to it. And the client really wanted to strip it down. Um, they have a lot of kids and they just wanted this like fresh, clean learning environment. And um, it's been really cool to see that. But what's happened is now that we have this very clean palette, the client has craved traditional furniture mm -hmm. because now all that traditional feeling has been taken out and rightfully so. I think the direction of the home was supposed to be this clean Moroccan um, feeling, but um, now we're putting in those warm woods or those um, interesting tabletops, stuff like that to give the character back like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference in scale? And do you like, do you like you use that juxtaposition from traditional to modern? And yeah. I feel like the scale of modern is a little bit lower to the yeah, ground for sure. And I, I personally like the, the, the form of traditional design better for just actual sitting. Yeah. Um, if my parents definitely don't want to sit on a modern sofa, they get, they have a hard time getting up. Um, yeah. It's like getting out of a bathtub. Yeah. Or a sports <laughs> car. Yeah. Or a Corvette. Yeah. So this, this, this blend is awesome. Cause it's kind of pleasing. Mm -hmm. all people and all sizes a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. And celebrating some of like maybe the stuff that you've had in your family too, mm -hmm. right? Some of those pieces that you can hand down, I think can be really hip again. So, I mean, that's how things always swing, right? Yeah. Um, other, other projects that we're doing on how we're keeping it fresh. Well, we're about to introduce another space for Rachel Parcell mm -hmm. and her house, like we said, has very traditional elements to it. Yes. However, we are doing her living room and we gave her this really cool curved sofa, but to give it that traditional nod, we gave it a bullion fringe around the outside. Mm -hmm. Tell them what that is in case they don't know. A bullion fringe is about eight inches and it's these little twists that come down and they just brush the floor. It's like a little tassel or a, a fringe on a flapper skirt mm -hmm. and it just adds a little bit more interest and texture. It's such a decorator's trick. Yep. It's like when you add the layers and layers back in, definitely Mark Hampton did it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just interesting and fresh. We're seeing it a lot as you flip through Arc Digest. I'm seeing it more and more come back. Yeah, definitely. We saw it at Market too. Yeah, we quite did. a bit. We did, yes. Yeah, there's something for everyone. And I think the customizations of some of these pieces and like you can use tapes and you can use um, 
uh, welts that are like braided and like all sorts of details that are coming back in. It's, it takes more time and it's definitely custom, but it's all available now, which is really fun. I think that's what a designer will give for you is you're going to look a lot more expensive because it is a lot harder. You can't just go to crate and barrel and create the silhouette or this room um, Mm -hmm. that looks like a magazine. You have to really be a curator and um, figure it out. Yeah. Great point. That's really great. Um, Wallpapers. Mm. We've not been trending, but I feel like now like the wallpapers that we're loving and I feel like are really hot right now are again, traditional and they're the murals. And so like you're seeing the Gracie paper and designers guild does a really beautiful, fresh paper. House of Hackney is incredible. They recolor stuff. Mm -hmm. And also Gucci. Gucci has a lot of these vintage and very traditional papers that have this fierce spirit to it. There's one with a lion on it that we're doing in a powder bath in Dallas. And it's going to be incredible. It's, it has a lot of soul. I love that. Something that I love pairing with murals. A lot of the time we love like a mural in a dining space, right? Mm -hmm. And you get the, it's like you're sitting in a little forest if it's botanical. Um, But uh, we did this in a Texas home. And then in the Butler's pantry that went in between the kitchen and the dining room, we did this small little small scaled pattern that Mm. felt very English. And the play on scale was really, really fun. It almost felt like that, like hint of that pocket square on a suit or something. Um, So I, I've been really loving like the pattern on pattern um, and those small patterns almost become like a color blocking. It's not like uh, it actually is a pattern when you use it. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any tricks for pattern on pattern? Scale. I would pair scale is yeah. something to pay attention to, but you're going to pair something really geometric with something very flowy. Mm-hmm. So if you get this really cool Gracie paper, you probably want something more structured on the floor and maybe less opinionated because you want this Gracie paper to shine, Yeah, but it's still okay to put pattern on the floor. It's still okay to layer a piece of art on top of your Gracie paper. Mm-hmm. And it's still great to start layering in mirrors and these sparkly elements. It all just adds to the story. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, We're doing a new build in St. George right now. And we did this powder bathroom and this client, she's so beautifully tailored. I, I like her, even her posture. Right. And so Mm -hmm. we were really feeling a stripe for her in this powder bath. And then we, in, in almost in a way it's another pattern, but we did this really striking slab that gave you that organic pattern. And when we showed it to her, she loved it, but she was, it was something that made her a little bit more nervous. And so she asked us to switch to a botanical, something like a mural or a chinoiserie Mm -hmm. um, going up the wall. And when we did that, we couldn't do that dramatic slab anymore. Yeah, We had to pull back and do something calmer because again, the wallpaper was now the hero instead of the slab, Mm -hmm. um, bringing that contrast. Yeah. That's a good note to, to take away too, is that your slab is a pattern. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people think that's an afterthought and, oh, we'll go slab hunting, you know, later, but yeah, a huge, huge key, especially some of the ones we're loving lately are massive patterns, not even a pattern, just massive movement. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, these murals, right. Mm -hmm. They're not even a pattern. The repeat is so large that you can't even get a full repeat in a room. And so yeah, it kind of plays the same dimension. Great design should give you butterflies in your stomach like you're about to go on a hot date. Uh (laughs) And that's how you know you're making a good choice Mm -hmm. if you feel sick in your stomach and Uh like it's 
it's going to go awful and it's going to be one of those stories that you tell your friends. Yes. Maybe don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did Frank Geary just say in a, in design school? We have a little um, section of Monday morning meeting where we do a little design school. We're learning about Frank Geary, uh, the great architect. And um, I don't know, I consider him a designer as well, but what did he say? You have to be a little bit nervous. Yeah. Well, he was talking about confidence and, you know, as designers and architects alike, mm-hmm it's, it's really hard to feel completely confident. And he was saying, if you're too comfortable, you're doing it wrong. Even as a designer, you should be pushing yourself Mm -hmm. to, to be better and to, you know, push the envelope. He did the opera house for Disney. And Mm -hmm. it's that like really curved metal. Um, they actually had to sand it down because it was sh- reflecting too much light onto the freeway. Oh I don't know gosh. if you <laughs> have heard wow, that story because it was just so um, reflective. Um, but he he's really known for these interesting, um, more sculptural buildings, which mm-hmm. is hard to create. And yeah, they're like mind bending. Yeah, yeah, which is not only an engineering feat, but an art, yes. <laughs> art feat as well. So yeah. So cool. I mean, I think in life, right? I think we should all be always be a little bit uncomfortable because mm-hmm. then we're not getting too set in our ways and we're okay with changing. Yeah. You, you know, always evolving. think back on your life and you're in, you kind of do mile markers of when something major changed yeah. and that's how you remember yeah. where things happened. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think design is the same way. Like you're always evolving and you're always trying to push it. Definitely. Yeah, be bold and don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. I think when you're very serious about traditional design, that's when you end up with a furniture set from a box store. Yeah. Um, and you don't want that. I should see Christina's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm disgusted. <laughs> that's funny. Um, let's talk about tile because I feel like tile is also an art form uh, today. And I feel like something that we become known for at our firm is like entry tiles that we create different patterns with them and whatnot. How do you guys, um, how do you keep traditional fresh with tile, not only in entries, but bathrooms? We take inspiration from fashion mm-hmm. and we take inspiration from not only some of the, the patterns, but some of the colors. Yeah. And for example, we were talking about a checkerboard, which is very traditional. You get the black and the white. Yeah. As you switch out the color of the black or even the white, if you're a green and a white, mm-hmm. that's all of a sudden a little bit more daring yeah. and it's a little bit more fashionable. And we pulled inspiration from a Gucci belt and we're putting it in someone's like pantry. Love it. And just those, those stripes in that, that three color or two color pattern, mm-hmm. it feels more fresh. You're using a very traditional material, but you're interpreting it, I love it. in a very in a very fashion forward way. That's great. Fashion as inspiration. And I feel like pop culture too, like we'll be watching something on TV or, you know, there's something happening with something you're like, Ooh, screenshot that the Met Gala screenshot. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like we're always being inspired by something that's happening in this moment without being too trendy. I feel like, yeah. Well on the floor, it's also a source of progression into a space. And sometimes um, we just, have have a remodel happening in Farmington and we did this almost like zipper like pattern on the floor um and it really helped kind of take you into the space and give you direction of where you should go mm-hmm. and uh, I know we've done these enlarged plaids that really are tailored to what the shape of the room is mm-hmm. um and you you'd have to have a draftsman figure out that math 
in order to have it be executed properly. And again, that goes back to that technical side that we just constantly are playing Tetris Mm -hmm. and figuring out like how, how do we do this? We have these three sizes. How can we make this interesting? Yeah, there are definitely easier ways to design but we do it the hard way. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We just really want that moment, you know, of originality. And I think the client wants that too. So you can just, you can just buy tile and lay it straight. In fact, it probably comes on a mesh backing. You can just install it, but yeah, but we like to try and get creative with it. We also have been doing a lot of tiny little mosaics where we're creating this custom pattern based on a mosaic you'd see in London on a tiny little powder bath floor we get a bunch of colors in and it really gives us this historic vibe. Yeah. We had, um, Christine and I are working on a project in San Francisco and I had the contractor call me. He's like, you do realize this is like 4,000 pieces of loose tile for this pattern. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how you get that little mosaic happening yeah. in, in this bathroom. And that's, that's how they did it. That's how Britain does it. Mm-hmm. So We're really trying to bring that heritage over here and create these stately homes that aren't going to be touched for years and years to come. I love that. Such a great answer. You can get it with a mesh back. (laughs) Yeah, there are options with a mesh back. (laughs) You can get 4,000 tiles on a mesh sheet. It's (laughs) a lot easier. Oh, that's great. Um, Let's talk about window treatments. Traditional design. What's our fresh take? We're not really doing the swags and bishop sleeves and all the things anymore. You'd be surprised though. We just had a presentation for drapery last week for the San Francisco client. Yeah. And we're doing this beautiful London shade. It kind of droops a little bit in the middle and that has these little tails. Oh yeah. On yeah. The ends. Yeah. And we're interpreting this in a less modern way. No florals on it, mm-hmm. but we're adding this very smart stripe along each side. Nice. Stay tuned. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> oh, good. I like it. So yeah. the traditional window treatments are coming back. I don't think we'll get as gaudy as we once were with it. Mm-hmm. No balloons. No balloons. <laughs> no, yeah. no, like too heavy of a swag. Never say never. That was like the the bangs of the eighties yeah. for the for the windows. Yeah. Have you seen the ones where they slip that toilet paper tube in the top? Has this? Uh-uh. That's what they used to give us structure. Oh really? None of those. I won't <laughs> be doing that. Those are like the shoulder pads of drapery. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anything else? Are you guys seeing um, tapes or um, yeah. anything like that? Tapes make it feel custom, and so mm-hmm. I will always use a tape, but I may look for a fresh concept, mm-hmm. something that doesn't look like my grandma might have it in her house. Yeah. I think uh, we talked about this a little bit before. I mean, we're always going to love a beautiful white sheer. Yeah. I mean, that's always going to be dreamy in my book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how do we take that sheer? Are we putting it on a two or three finger pleat? Mm-hmm. And are we lining that? Is it giving it weight? Or do we want it to flow into the wind? And a lot of the time, the traditional aspect is in the hardware. Yeah. You know, are we doing, we love a beautiful bronze or brass rod at the top and, I don't think finials, I don't, we're not going as big yeah. as we used to. We're still keeping that small, but we're still adding that detail mm-hmm. to it. Um, and we're loving those. I've been loving acrylic as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fresh take on yeah. traditionals or a blend, I guess. Yeah. Modern. I like that. Yeah. We're also giving it a really weighted hem. Mm-hmm. And so it's not your standard, like four inch hem. It might be 12. It might be 16. We're scaling it to the room and that's how we're bringing scale back in once again. Mm-hmm is paying attention to that. That's what sets apart an Ikea drapery 
from a custom drapery is paying yeah. attention to those little dressmaker details that look elevated. It's why you go buy a designer piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. You're buying it for that pocket square. You're buying it for the lining and the tape and the mm-hmm. the stitching. The stitching. Yeah. The overall construction. It's, it's a huge the eyelashes. Difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to skip it. Yes. Yeah. Sue and I were talking to a drapery installer for our Dallas client. And um, I think you were talking to them about this for... Um, of install that you had, but the stack normally for a shear is like a two times. And we've noticed that we like a five times, uh-huh. even no matter if you never open that drapery, it should yeah. look like it should be used. Yeah. And I think with what's coming back in design at any point or in any topic is we just want things to be beautiful and look like they're supposed to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, so drapery is a huge one for me. I don't want some skinny, I don't know, yeah. little one panel. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't one even panel. cover the window if you closed it. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't sure. make sense. The math doesn't add up. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I wholly, wholeheartedly agree. Pro tip, never ever tell your window installer that you want a non-functional panel. Mm-hmm. Something that I have learned over the years is always tell me you want it to be functional mm-hmm. and you want it to cover that entire window even that's if great. you never open it. Yes, that's such great advice. I love that. Any other advice you want to share on how to keep it fresh that you're just like, oh, I got to make sure and say this. One thing that we discussed before that hasn't been touched on is just, and you've mentioned this many times in your podcast, but mm-hmm. just the hero in the space. Like what is your hero? And you can have multiple heroes, but are they different? types of heroes. Um, I'm going to go back to that Rococo piece because I think it's such a strong visual. You know, if you have a sideboard that has these strong legs that are curly and, you know, that really strong French, maybe it's a gilded piece with a marble top. um, What does your fireplace look like in that space? Mm -hmm. Don't make it over the top, maybe you have a really great complementary slab, but it's more simplistic in its design. And those two then can uh, relate to each other. Yeah. Um, don't have too many pieces that are traditional that are in that same era. Try to mix it up again. We try to be mixed masters in this mm-hmm. and that's what makes it successful because everyone has their, their moment to shine. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice mixing because it is all about the mix yeah I mean fashion is too right so it's like it's like pairing that pair of shoes that you would never put with that but that's what makes it fashion you Mm -hmm. know is that it's an off color or it's off beat in some way I would say don't sleep on your accessories or your art Mm -hmm. we often do this Zeus bust or we'll do a very classical looking sculpture and we'll pair it in this more modern space and these large scale accessories really create some drama and some energy in the space. And then layer in pieces of art from a very traditional piece in this red lacquered library. We also layered in this traditional original Flemish piece of this, this is beautiful landscape. And we layered it with a Gucci scarf. Mm. And so as you combine these pieces, it's, It's so rad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Great advice, you guys. Okay, I'm going to ask you both a question. We ask everybody that comes on the podcast this. Just Talbot, how you define luxury? Uh, Be thinking too, Chris, you're next. uh, How do you define luxury? 
that's a fun one for designer types because we we think of it in different ways. You know, this is really broad, but it's like how you feel, right? Mm-hmm. It, I I mean, there's I have this piece of furniture in my home and I look at it and I smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the fangirl in me, I spent way too much money on it, but I don't ever hesitate about that purchase because it's just, it makes me so happy. Yeah. And, um, you know, that I feel very luxurious that I get to live in a space and that that's mine. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's what I would say. I like that. That's good. How about you, Chris? How do you define luxury? A luxury is a perfectly made, beautiful bed. We spend eight hours of our day in this bed. We may as well make it the best experience possible. Yeah. So I've layered in linen sheets. Mm-hmm. I have this, this coverlet that Jess, you've recommended. Mm-hmm. I have the best pillows. I have these giant euros behind my back. Mm. And I'm so glad I invested in all of this because I'm excited to make my bed. I have never felt that before. Yeah. And I'm also excited to hop into bed at the end of the day and really unwind. So invest in that luxury. Yeah. Bare minimum. Love that. Great answers, guys. Thanks so much for coming on, dear Alice, today. You guys are the best. Um, We appreciate you listening, everybody. If you have any questions that you want answered, like today's question of how to keep traditional design fresh, um, just send them to dearalice at alicelanehome.com and we will catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 